Blog Talk Radio. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. It is Friday. It is December 24th. It is Christmas Eve day for many people in this country and around the world who are celebrating Christmas season. Yesterday, we had a phenomenal conversation with Darren Chappelle, who kind of put some uh, thought into our hearts and minds about the day we're living in and uh, connected some dots that I think are absolutely amazing for anybody that is interested in kind of, you know, knowing a little bit more accurately when possibly Yeshua was born. Uh, I think he did an excellent job yesterday. And as we were saying throughout the broadcast, as Darren said many times, it has nothing to do with our eternal soul, our eternal salvation to know what day Jesus was born, um, but to avoid distraction and to, um, you know, bring us into a perhaps a more mature thought about these things uh, through study, through research. Uh, I think that happened yesterday. And um, it's phenomenal that we're here today. And we are days away from potentially a massive crisis in the United States of America. As already around the world, a dear brother just called in moments ago and informed me that China, Xi Jinping, has locked down one of the Western countries, I guess it was, or one of the Western states within his nation, uh, having 13 million people went into absolute lockdown mode. And I, and I think the name of that, that Chinese city had to do with meaning the West 
or the Western uh, something. I need to get more accurate information on that. But um, we are days away. Uh, we're seeing hundreds of flights are being canceled in the United States of America due to COVID-19 restrictions. And so we're, we're going to see what the future will bring. But I want to share with you something more intimate um, that happened this morning in a conversation with my beloved wife, Patricia Joy Xavier. Uh, by the way, if you have not gotten a copy of her book, you need to get a copy of this book right here. It's called Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights. You got to get a copy of this book. If you have a struggle going on in your soul and you're dealing with demonic warfare or internal stuff and you haven't gotten through yet, there's an anointing on the book to start breaking some yokes off your life. And you definitely do not want to be going into the great tribulation period of time having internal things undone or not accomplished in your soul. So Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights, an incredible book written by Patricia Joy Xavier. You need to get a copy of it. Let me know. We'll get a copy out to you. It's an incredible book. It's been around for a long time. It's very well balanced, very well read. I've never heard a negative on that book, and it's gone all over the world. And so, again, if you need help internally with understanding biblical, scriptural, spiritual things, get the book. I'll be more than happy to send it to you. Both Patricia and I would. So we were having a conversation this morning, and we were reading. We, you know, we go through the, the scriptures. Today, after all these months and years of reading the Bible, right? So uh, today we just happen to be in the middle of Luke chapter 1. And we're looking at the part of the story where the, uh, the time came, I think it was Mary, who went to visit Elizabeth. And she goes to Elizabeth and she gives a salutation. And uh, rather than just saying it, let me just read it to you. I know you've heard it before, and uh, this is going to be a little different than, you know, maybe what we've read before. But it says in Luke chapter 139, Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of your womb, and whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Now, there's a whole bunch to unpack out of that, but the thing that struck me personally this morning, and then I'll share this conversation we had in just a moment, is that in our fellowship, in our church, at New Wine Ministries, particularly during worship, you know, when, when praise and worship begins to move forward, uh, there's this constant unction, a cry of the Holy Spirit for the people of God to bring forth a sound. There's something about a sound. And what I love about this is that 
Elizabeth said, as soon as the voice of of thy salutation sounded in my ears, when Elizabeth heard the voice of Mary, the babe, John the Baptist in Elizabeth's womb, leaped for joy. She heard a sound. It came through her ears. It came out of Mary's mouth. And at New Wine Ministries, we're constantly probing for that sound, looking for that sound, bringing that sound. We feel that in deep within the body of Christ, there is a sound. There is a sound that, um, you know, is consistent with a vision that I had years ago about a raindrop falling down out of heaven. It was a golden raindrop. And inside of that golden raindrop was a mathematical note that represented a sound that was coming from heaven that has never been heard on the earth before. And so I've always gone to praise a worship leader saying, look for that sound, bring that sound. And I believe that sound is in the ecclesia. And the bringing forth of that sound has meaning. It's not just a churchy thing. There's something there. And here we have evidence that Elizabeth heard the sound and it created a leaping in the womb of great joy. And so, but it came through our ear gates, you know, we have our eye gates, our nose gates, our mouth gates, our ear gates. We got all these gates into the kingdom, if you will, the city of God within us. And so when the sound of Mary was heard, it went down and moved something. And we live in a day where when we hear the sound of God, the sound. So we're, we're having this conversation this morning anyways, Patricia and I. And she has this disappointed look on her face, a little disappointed. Uh, and maybe that's not the best word, but it's just like wonderment maybe is a better word. Because just prior to this, what was happening? Gabriel, the angel, was visiting Zacharias in the temple, telling him exact things. Hey, Zacharias, Elizabeth's going to have a son. You're going to call him John, et cetera, et cetera. And then Gabriel, six months later, visits Mary and says, Mary, you're going to have a son. You're going to call him Jesus and gives these exact instructions, detailed instructions, names, places, events. I mean, this is something very orchestrated by God. And when I looked at Patricia and I saw, I said, well, what's going on? I mean, you know, this, this is really incredible. Uh, to hear, you know, uh, Mary prophesying, Elizabeth prophesying, the Spirit of God's all over them, and they're prophesying, and joy is in the womb. And, and Patricia mentioned, she said, you know, one of the things that we are really not seeing and we are really not getting in our generation thus far is this kind of instruction. You know, there's a lot of people prophesying and a lot of people, you know, uh, claiming the prophetic mantle. And, you know, we hear a lot about, and this is her speaking. She said, you know, we hear a lot about prepare, prepare, prepare. Bad times are coming. Get ready, prepare. But, you know, those words of knowledge, you know, to a degree are really not the accuracy and the pinpointed accuracy of what we've seen where the spirit of the Lord wakes up a man in the book of Acts and says, go to the street called straight. And I want you to pray over a man named Saul. And I'm going to da, 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 da. I mean, exact instruction, right? And we're not really seeing that exact instruction. And my response to Patricia was, it was quite humbling. You know, many of us seek and desire to be the voice of God. 
We want to be his voice. We, we are speaking spirits, and we want to speak what he says, right? Jesus said, I don't say anything that the Lord didn't say. And I think we've all spoken many, 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 many things, but not with the pinpoint accuracy that we're reading about in Scripture. And my, my takeaway from the conversation this morning was <clears throat> very humbling. And I just thought for a moment, you know, how many times in the body of Christ or in our own personal lives do, you know, we want to be like those two disciples. Lord, I want to sit at your right hand and I want to sit at your left hand. And, um, well, can you drink the cup? Yeah, we could drink the cup. All right, you're going to drink the cup, but I can't give you those seats. Uh, We have this desire, uh, Peter, Lord, I'll never deny you. You know, I'll never, nothing could be far for me to deny you. And we have this intense desire, but we don't know ourselves very well. And, um, you know, we say we're being that voice. We say that we're, you know, hearing from God and to a degree, maybe in little tiny tidbits, words of knowledge, you know, somebody will get a, a dream or somebody will get a word and they'll put it down and they'll write it in a book. And, um, you know, you, you get bits and pieces, but in, in general, as a whole in the body of Christ, we really don't see the pinpoint accuracy of what God is doing right now. And, um, you know, we, we look at scripture and we could kind of guess at it and we could kind of say, well, you know, here's what, here's what God is doing. You know, here was the Roman empire 2000 years ago. Uh, Caesar Augustus was in power. We get that information. And while all the thing was happening where all the people were going for taxation and everybody was, uh, today it's not being taxed, it's being vaxxed, right? Everybody's got to show up and get vaxxed or taxed. And so we could see what was going on back then. And then we go behind the scenes and we see that God is talking to Zacharias. He's talking to Elizabeth. He's talking to Mary. He's talking to Joseph. He's talking to people, Anna in the temple, the prophetess, um, you know, behind the scenes of the global reality is God moving with pinpoint accuracy. I mean perfection. And when his perfection is touching things, prophecy is really pouring out of, you know, the lives of these people from men to women. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. John the Baptist, six months in the womb, is leaping for joy. Shows you that life is in the womb. You know, that's interesting. And by the way, uh, I don't know if Darren's listening right now, but uh, I, I looked for something today, and I'll get back to my, my conversation. Yesterday, Darren Chappelle mentioned that Jesus was conceived, okay, he was conceived in the month of December during the Feast of Hanukkah, the Feast of Lights, and how it connected with him being the, um, the light of the world, right? So this morning, I was looking up something on my phone and I, it said, um, uh, light has been conceived. You know, I was looking for something. And sure enough, there's a video, a scientific video. I mean, as accurate, they're going to use this in Supreme Court cases because of the accuracy of it, that they have discovered through modern technology that at conception, when, the, the egg, when there's any, I guess the egg is, you know, there's these eggs. And when, when conception happens, there is a burst of light, and they show the video. They use mouse eggs, and they use uh, intro fertilization. They talk about that, but 
the eggs in a woman's body, when conception happens, they now have on video an explosion of light at conception. And I was thinking, man, Jesus was conceived during the Feast of Lights, Hanukkah, and when conception, when Mary conceived, there was a bursting forth of light. You know, there was a turning on of the switch. There was a lighting of a match. There was a spark of life. And it was, you know, that's amazing to me. We'll get into that later. Uh, my, my, my thought here about our conversation today, uh, with all the voices that we are hearing around the world, um, we need to press in as the body of Christ. And pressing in, I, I believe, requires um, a letting go of what we think we know and, you know, allowing for God to show us things and to tell us things that are deeper than where we have been. This, in my understanding, and I believe this with all of my heart, this is a very critical time in the history of the church age. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe in the world we're seeing things fulfilled, and there are things regarding the church that have to be fulfilled as well. And I believe from the highest of the prophetic echelons to the lowest of the most common people that are getting things from the Lord, I think we all would do well to humble ourselves before God in this hour and to let go of what we think we know. For if a man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing as he ought to, right? And rather than maintaining our present course of very shallow I mean, look what the prophetic community uh, from both sides has brought us to as a community of believers. I mean, we have mainstream prophetic ministries fighting against themselves right now over the Trump prophecies, right? Um, And I'm not saying that as a criticism. I'm saying it as an observation that so much of the prophetic is, is not brought to church where it needs to be. And so Patricia said there was only one person uh, that she knows that spoke with such accuracy, and yet the person she spoke of who pinpointed things and had an angelic visitation was Dimitri Dudeman, that 30 to 40 years ago, Dimitri Dudeman spoke because the angel Gabriel came to him and laid forth information about what was going to happen specifically, told nations involved and everything else. And And my response to that was, yeah, he did. And that was nearly 40 years ago he spoke those things. When Gabriel visited Elizabeth and Mary, things were happening within days, conception, and months, and in less than a year, fulfillment. And so we have the prophetic from Dimitri Dudeman about the end times that the angel told him about, but we're 30 to 40 years down the road with that. And so there hasn't been a whole lot of pinpoint accuracy. There are things that begin accurate, prepare accurate, and then there's some kind of a breakdown. It's like God doesn't say, oh, by the way, um, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But the beginning of it looks incredible, but we don't see the fulfillment because I guess there's some short-sightedness. Now, here's what I believe. Part of the problem is with our hearing and with our understanding of the pinpoint accuracy where God gives you something and he gives you the whole part and he says, now say this. This is what I want you to say. 
and it's the beginning, the middle, the end, and it is spoken, and in, in, in a period of time, it is fulfilled exactly the way he said, like the birthing of John and the birthing of Jesus. They were given names. They were said, this is going to happen. This is the way it's going to be done. And it was pretty well supernatural. I mean, Elizabeth's womb was shut up. She, was, she had reproach. She couldn't bear a child in her old age. And yet, here she goes. Here goes God doing in the midst of uh, seemingly impossible things, like Mary being a young virgin being conceived or conceiving by the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's pretty supernatural. And so the supernatural begins to move in the prophetic uh, when the angelic, you know, begins to declare the purposes of God. <clears throat> we cry out. Maybe you have. Lord, I want to be your voice. You know, what else am I going to do with my life? Go make money? No, I want to be your voice. I want, I want, to, I want to be your man. I want to, some woman would say, I want to be your woman. I want to be one of your handmaidens. I want to be accurate. I want to be on top of it. Uh, but, you know, I'm not one of those big higher echelon people. I'm just a little person. But, Lord, I sure do love you, and I really would like to hear from you. And, and I think God hears that. I know he does. And one of the things I, I do believe with all my heart that the problem is, and it goes back to a story I, I may have spoken about years ago, um, I believe people are really clogged up. You say, well, yeah, what does that have to do with anything? Well, let's talk about it for just a moment. <clears throat> 17 years ago, maybe, 17, whatever it was, um, some of you know that I do a body cleanse. I used to do it twice a year. It's a, it was a 30-day, what they called a 30-day challenge. Uh, the author of this cleanse was Dr. Mick Hall. And just be patient with me. I'm going to get somewhere, okay? Uh, Dr. Mick Hall, I uh, was introduced to him by a man by the name of Benjamin Baruch uh, when I was in California. Benjamin Baruch used to come on my radio programs, and we used to prophesy like crazy in Los Angeles on KBRT when I was in La Jolla, California on K-Praise. And I was doing a lot of AM radio at the time, and Benjamin would uh, come with me, and we would speak the word of the Lord. And we were in Costa Mesa uh, at one radio station, KBRT, and right down the street was Dr. Mick Hall's, uh, you know, facility. And Benjamin, after one program, said, hey, I want to introduce you to something. I want to just bless you. I want to get you this product. It was like 560 bucks or something like that. And he said, I want you to try this. <clears throat> so we went down to Dr. Mix. He had a great facility. Um, and I got this product. Benjamin bought the product. It was called the 30-Day Challenge. It was about a cleansing, the seven pathways of the body cleanse. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of this cleanse. And I'm trying to think if this is the very first time or if it was a second time I was doing this. I've started doing it every year. <clears throat> Just finished it several months ago. Again, uh, they've shortened it to 21 days. But here's what happened. On the 13th day of this cleanse, which means at this point you're not eating anything, right? You're just taking in the vitamins. You're going through. You're getting ready to do the parasite cleanse. It's all about cleansing out the parasites, uh, the body, the lymphatic, the you know the blood, the colon, the gallbladder. It's it's a total cleansing. And on the 13th day of this cleanse, uh, one of the things you do is you take these baths and they pull out the toxins and and all this stuff. It's very challenging. That's what they call it, a challenge. 
and you have to be dedicated to do it. Well, it was a Friday. Um, well, I'll go back one day to a Thursday when I used to do my radio broadcast. Well, just a mile away was the TBN facility. So I used to go to TBN all the time on Thursday after my radio broadcast. And uh, there was a woman there. Her name was Joy. And she used to let me go into the studios and walk around the TBN facility. And I would oftentimes meet people. And on Thursdays, they had the Praise, Praise the Lord program. And so I was invited to sit in the studio and I used to watch the praise the Lord and all the guests come in and all of this stuff. And um, on this particular day, on this Thursday, I went there after my radio broadcast, but I wasn't eating at this point. And um, I walked in and there was a studio and I remember Nasser Siddiqui was there and uh, Mark Sharona. These were the guests. And I remember on that Thursday, well, the praise the Lord program was going on and I was sitting in the, the room um, that someone died. Someone fell over, had a heart attack in that room. And they prayed over this person that died, and the person came back to life. And it was like really a, a period of time. They were dead, and yet they were brought back to life. That happened on a Thursday. And on that same Thursday, I had the opportunity to meet, and I wish I could remember his name. He was one of the great singers He's been around TBN forever. Uh, he had this nice curly hair, and, uh, you know, he's just a really cool cat, if you will. And he was one of the, the singers on TBN. And him and I had a brief encounter. Nasser Sadiq and I had a brief encounter. Oh, I was a little pastor going to see what these big guys were doing. And so uh, we met, and we became very what you would call quick friends or fast friends, right? So that was on a Thursday. The next day is Friday, now the 13th day of my, my challenge, and I'm restless all day long. I'm just restless, and I want to go do all this different stuff, and I, it's getting later in the evenings, 4, 5 o'clock, and I'm just restless all day, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll just go play some tennis and get this energy because you get a lot of energy in these cleanses because you're getting all this toxin out of your body, right? And so I thought, well, I'll go do that. And I don't want to really do that. Maybe I'll take Patricia on a date. It's Friday. Let me take her on a date. And, um, you know, we were kind of relaxed. She didn't really want to go anywhere. So I thought, well, maybe I'll take a movie. And, you know, yeah, you're just restless. I want to do something. But nothing really connects. So I decide, go take one of my baths. Chill out. Because when you take these baths, they pull the toxins. After 30 minutes, all you want to do is go to sleep. Um, because it just it's just awesome in that way. So... I jump in the bath. It's around 6.30 in the evening. TBN is on in the bedroom. I could hear all the people. They're doing this live thing. And this is around Passover, by the way. And so I had been doing a lot of writing about the Passover. And I'm listening to them. So I jump in the bathtub. I'm trying not to be too graphic or detailed. but um, And I'm just laying there. And I'm hearing them. And all of a sudden, a television screen appeared to me. And I'm looking up. And I'm watching on this television screen, in my mind, spirit, I don't know where I was, but I'm looking into it, and I'm seeing me getting out of that bathtub, getting in my car, driving to the TBN facility. I've got a word for Mark Sharona, and I have a word for Paul Crouch Jr., and I'm supposed to take this word, and I see myself talking to both of them, sharing with the word of the Lord, and to Mark Sharona, a very specific word, and to uh, the, uh, the son of the TBN founder, Josh Jr., I'm telling him I've got a, a particular specific word for him. It's so real 
I jumped out of my bathtub. It's getting close to 7 o'clock. Maybe it's already around there. I jump out of the bathtub. I jump in the shower. I throw on a pair of Levi's, a, a shirt. I don't even do anything with my hair. Just towel dry it. Finger, get it back. Um, <laughs> and I get my shoes on. And, and Patricia, she's at the computer writing some things Friday night, nice and casual. I said, I got to go. She said, where are you going? It's Friday night. I said, I've got to go to TBN, which was an hour and a half away. And I said, I've got to go to TBN. I've got a word for Mark Sharona. I've got a word for Paul Crouch. The Lord just showed me i got to get there and deliver it. I've never met either one of those men. I met Nasser Siddiqui, and I met the singer. But one of the guests was Mark Sharona and, of course, Paul Crouch. You know, I don't know anything how to meet this guy. And so, so Patricia says, that's it. I want you to stop. This challenge you're doing, because you don't eat all this time, right? I want you to stop it. It's making you crazy. And I just kind of really believed that what I heard was from the Lord. And I said, I understand. I said, but I've got to go. Do you want to go with me? No, I don't want to go. It's Friday night. You're running out the door. You're going to, you know, our evening is kind of, what are you doing? And I said, well, I got to go. I heard from the Lord. I got to go. And uh, she says, okay, go ahead. And so I jump in my car. It's getting later. I know that they shut the program off at 9 o'clock. I've got an hour and a half drive from Temecula, California, all the way over to Costa Mesa. And I got to head up 15, cut across 91, get on all these other things. And so I get in my vehicle, and I don't have enough gas to make that. So now I'm rushing. I'm going, oh, my gosh. So I speed over to the gas station. The Holy Spirit, something inside of me was saying, calm down. I've got this. So I'm going with this, this flow, and I get to the gas station. I, I fill up my gas tank, and now i got to go, and I'm, I'm flying. I'm doing 85 miles an hour on the freeway, and the Holy Spirit, something inside of me is saying, slow down. I've got this. I've got this. And then my thought, my thinker is now on, and I'm sitting there thinking, are you crazy? It's Friday night. Your family's at home. Mr. B was home. Danielle was home. Patricia was home. Everybody's home. It's Friday night. What are you doing? I, this is crazy. So that thought's going on in my head. And, uh, but I keep hearing this deep voice. I've got this. Calm down. So I get that. I eventually get to the TBN facilities. I get out of my car. I got flip-flops on pair of jeans, shirt outside my pants, hair just kind of whatever it did. And I walk in there and I get there really in supernatural time. I guess if you speed fast enough, um, I get there and it's about a quarter to nine. And there's a bunch of people outside the studio waiting for friends, family, whatever. And I'm sitting there rubbing my hair, my hand through my hair going, man, what am I doing here? This is crazy. And inside the studio, there's over 400 to 600 people, and this program is going on. And so I'm just waiting around, and I'm just kind of standing, getting away from myself, trying to pull my pants up, get things normal, you know. You know, this is crazy. This is crazy. The door opens to the studio. First person that opens the door that comes out is my friend Joy. There she is. She's opening the doors. And I'm standing there, and I said, hey, Joy. She said, well, hello, Pastor Vincent. How are you? I said, Joy, you're not going to believe this. Like, 
an hour and a half ago or so, I was laying in my bathtub and I had a, I had a vision from the Lord. I've got a word for Mark Sharona and for Paul Crouch Jr. She kind of looked at me strange. I didn't blame her. She says, hold on a second. She opens the door and now all the people are crowding out. The program is over. They're, you know, they're getting things done. And she, she waves me in. She says, come on in. And when I walk into the studio, she's not bringing me to anybody. I look to my left, and there's the guy that does the singing. Boy, do I wish you. If I said his name, everybody would probably know. And there he is. So I said, oh. And so I walk over to him, and he says, hey, Pastor Vince, how are you? I said, oh, I'm doing good. How are you? I said, you're not going to believe this. About an hour and a half ago, I was laying in my bathtub in Temecula, California, and I had an open vision. I've got a word for Mark Sharona and Paul Crouch Jr. He looks at me rather strange. He says, let me pack my stuff up. He gets his guitar put away, and I'm standing in the studio, and I'm thinking, this is crazy. This is my thinker. He walks me across the studio, and again, there's people mulling everywhere, and we go across the studio downstairs in what they call the green room. So we go down into the green room, and there's this huge fountain of food. I mean, tuna sandwiches, dessert, fruit, you name it. And, of course, I'm not eating, so I'm just wondering. He says, I'll be right back. So I'm standing there for a few minutes, and this man comes walking out with Mark Sharona. And he, he says, uh, Pastor Mark, this is Pastor Vince. He's got something to say with you. Mark Sharona looked at me and says, don't I know you? Mark Sharona's a little Italian guy. You've probably seen him wear some funky clothes, and he's got this really intelligent kind of way of ministering the word and all that stuff. This was years ago. We're talking a long time ago. And I said, no, Mark, I've never met you before, but I know you. And he said, speak on. So I start sharing with him this word that I got in the bathtub. And when I'm done sharing it, he looks at me. He gives me a great big hug. He said, thank you very much. This bears witness. And he said, I've got to go. You got to get on an airplane. And, and he left. And I, I couldn't tell you today what the word was, but I, I know part of it. And it was about God calling him to do something that uh, was rather important for his ministry, I felt. And he accepted that. He left. And my friend who brought me down there, I look at him and I said, that's amazing. He says, yeah. So we go upstairs now. And I lose sight of my friend. He goes about his business. I'm standing in the studio, people everywhere talking. And I meet a security guard that was there the day before on Thursday. And he was there the day that this person died and then came back to life again in the studio the day before. And so he and I start talking. I don't know how we got on the conversation. I'm sitting there kind of blown away that I just had talked to Mark Sharona like the vision said I would do. And we're talking about these programs, about 24, you know, uh, Jack Bauer, Keith, Keeper Sutherland, how that was a big 24 program. I loved it personally. <laughs> and then he was talking about, yeah, but have you seen Prison Break? And like, no, what's Prison Break about? And so we're talking. And all of a sudden, as we're talking, I look to my left and who's standing there? Paul Crouch Jr. And he's not talking to anybody. He's just kind of a tall guy and he's uh, looking out. And I said to the security guard, I said, excuse me, one second. He said, sure. I walked over to Paul Crouch. I said, hello, Paul. 
And he looked and he kind of looked at me and I said, hey, Paul, you're not going to believe this. An hour and a half ago, I was in my bathtub in Temecula, California. I had a vision. I've got a word for you. And I told him the word. And I do remember that word. And, uh, and, and, and he, when I was done with the word, he said to me, that's exactly what Benny Hinn, my mother and father, just got through speaking to me on this Passover service they had a week ago or so, or a few days ago, whatever it was. And I said, so this word bears witness with you? He said, yeah, it bears witness with me. And so I, I gave him, because I had written some things down, and then uh, I shared something else with him that I had written. It was done. Uh, Nasser Siddiqui, I met him on the way out. He said, you know, we had a little conversation. He was a guy that was miraculously healed uh, out of Oklahoma, Tulsa, I think it was. I get in my car. I start driving. And I'm bawling my eyes. I'm just bawling my eyes out going, what just happened? And I'm driving and I'm quiet and, and I'm just streaming, man. I just, I'm just, I can't believe this is just happening. And I'm on my way back home now. And the Holy Spirit of God, that little voice I've been hearing all night spoke to me. And he said, this is what I want for my people. Like the book of Acts, when I told the man, get out of bed, go to Straight Street. There's a man, his name is Saul. I want you to pray for him and anoint his eyes. This is what I, how I want to direct my people. I'm wanting to direct them to have this supernatural movement, but they're all clogged up. They can't hear me. The Spirit of the Lord told me. The following week, I had Dr. Mick on my broadcast. He's going to be on my broadcast probably next week. And Dr. Mick came on the program, and I shared this testimony. He started laughing. And in the midst of the program, he's laughing. And he's saying, well, that's exactly what the 30-day challenge is designed to do, because God's people are, or people, human beings, he was saying, are all filled with toxins and noise and pollution and, you know, their, their habits, their eating that they just, there's no vibration in his technology, his, his words, you know. Uh, he's a little new agey, no doubt about it. I always ministered Jesus Christ to him. And he'd say these things. I'd say, well, that's the Bible, Dr. Mick. So we had this relationship where I was ministering to him. He had a really bad time with some religious people early on in his life. And I think it soured him in some things. And, and so, but anyways, he talks about, yeah, there's, he knows the body. The guy is a genius in my absolute understanding. He just sent me a book. It'll blow your mind. So anyways, he's laughing, saying, that's right. People cannot hear. They, there's no vision. There's no hearing. Their, their, their bodies are getting layer and layer and layer of just this junk on them that they just can't hear. They can't see. They can't do any of these things. And um, I realized that by doing the cleanse and what he was saying is you've opened yourself up to you, the Holy Spirit of God. Has, you've been opened up. You can hear better. You were more aware. You were more focused. You were more tuned in to the Holy Spirit. Your, your body was getting relieved from all the garbage that's been in it and toxins and all these things, a lot about toxins and the colon and emptying out and getting yourself cleaned up, cleaned out so you could hear. And I had a supernatural experience. And what I saw in that bathtub, in that television screen, happened precisely the way that God said it would. And it took me to have a little faith to believe that what I was seeing was from the Lord, 
and I responded by faith to what I saw, and I went and did it. Well, these are the days that this is what we all need right now. And I believe that there are probably in pockets of Christianity around the world and certain places where this is happening, where people are fasting a lot. It doesn't have to be a body cleanse, but people are fasting. Um, It was Anna who had spent much time fasting and praying in the temple, remember? And it's people that are just, you know, open to the Lord. And 2,000 years ago, I don't believe there was as much pollution in people's bodies. You know, Israel had a very strict diet of what they ate. And so I don't think they were as polluted in their bodies and with sickness and disease and medications and, you know, all these different uh, pharmaceuticals and medicines, you know, all that stuff produces toxin. All of it does. And so I don't believe that was in Israel's economy at that time. I believe they were much healthier. And, you know, it always helps for an angel to show up in your house, doesn't it? Uh, That's pretty cool. I say all that just to get back to the point where I think we're hungry to be involved. I think we're desiring to be involved with God. And I believe that our involvement, I'm looking for Pastor Jeff Bass. He's going to be calling in right now. I don't know. I always always take these minutes away. But um, I I believe that there are many people that want to be involved. And what I want to say to you and what I'm saying to myself is I, I'm at a point right now where I don't want to just keep repeating over and over and over again and, and, and where they saw it, you know, regurgitating information that I'm getting from the Internet or from the news or any other place. I desire to hear directly from the Holy Spirit. And because my wife was so bold, Patricia Joy was so bold to say, we're not hearing it. I thought she'd say, well, Vincent, you're saying it. She didn't say that. And I was humbled in my heart to realize, you know, we're really not where we need to be at such a critical time in the history of the church age to direct God's people. You don't need a lot of imagination to get ready to prepare. At this point, we've heard it for years. But I believe that there are more specific instructions that God wants to release to the body of Christ in this hour. And what I love about the way that he did it with the angel Gabriel is that he didn't put it on a massive news media. All right, there's going to be a visitation over here in the temple with John and Zacharias and all that. It was behind the scenes. It was intimate. It was personal. It was direct. It had all the accurate information, and it was fulfilled. And I believe that this should be our pursuit. You don't have to be a prophet, a pastor, a teacher. God spoke through a donkey. God spoke through an ass to the mad prophet. God spoke to him through a donkey. Listen, the last time I checked, we human beings were a little bit better than a donkey. The great preacher said, we're no different than a beast of the field. We all die and we all lose our breath. But I do believe we're a higher form of creation than a donkey. So that means that the very least of us could allow for God's voice to be heard in us 
and to be spoken through us. The very least, he chose a young girl by the name of Mary because she was available. And she loved the Lord. Obviously, by the prophetic that came out of her, she loved the Lord. You love the Lord. Yes, we love the Lord. We, we thank God that our salvation, that she bore the Savior of the world. But the Lord, he's in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. And he wants to relay things. He's, he's got to. It is critical time right now. People need to hear the truth in a very direct, distinct, perfected way. And some of us could easily slip into pride and think that we're something when we are absolutely nothing. It could happen so easily. And I think today is just a day to just say, you know what? I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I mean, anybody could pass along information, right or wrong. Anybody. And we're getting a little bit, you know, we do get these little dreams and we do get these little words. And But, man, I experienced something years ago, unclogged. It was so rich. It was so rich. And it wasn't just for that moment. God was saying, this is how I want it to move. This is how I want my body to be activated. Not just the prophet, not just somebody. This is body of Christ, Holy Spirit ministering through, moving here, there, words, knowledge. He's got to do that in our midst. He's got to do that. Is there anything wrong with information? Nope. Information, when it's given to us, if it's true information, gives us an ability to peer through the biblical lens at the signs of the times and to bring interpretation to what we hear or what we see. Um, reading the Bible and learning about the birth of Jesus and, 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 and John and learning about, you know, when his birth may be. Anything wrong with that? Heck no. Getting Bible, you know, messages downloaded in our heart, preaching the Bible, what it says, nothing. That's all great. That's what we do. But there's something more perfect. Some people call it a rhema word. You got the logos word, the general word of God. Then you got this rhema word. And the rhema word is specific and detailed. You're a Christian. You're not supposed to just be led about with every wind of doctrine. We're certainly not supposed to be preaching every wind of doctrine. We're not supposed to be sharing all the information that's on the information superhighway. We're supposed to be sharing by the highway. What did he say? There's a highway called holiness. And when you walk upon this highway of holiness, there'll be a sound, a, a word spoken that will say, here, this is the way, walk ye in it. We need to be hearing from the Spirit of God. We need a direct connection to the Holy Spirit of God, to the throne room of God. We need to be piped in, if you will, so that the anointing could flow in us, through us, to the body of Christ, to illuminate the body of Christ, to bring understanding, to bring comprehension a lot of people right now are going, well, what time is it? What's really going on? You have half the people saying, man, Donald Trump uh, is going to win in 2024, 2022. We're going to take the Senate back. We're going to have 100 seats. We're going to go on forever, as a friend told me this morning. And so, but the other side is saying, ah, it's not going to happen. You see, there's guesswork, and we don't need guesswork. And if both sides are saying this is what the Lord says, somebody's wrong. And you get confused and you get driven about and I don't know about you, 
I personally don't want to be driven, and I certainly don't want to be held responsible for saying something that's not true. I've, you know, we all grow up, we all go through our experiences, and we have some labor pains. Uh, as our dear sister said last night at a Bible study, at the Deliverance Bible study, we need to grow up. And I think our, the maturing of the mantle in God's people certainly does need to grow up. It's critical time for all of us. It's a critical time in the history of this world. And that's my story, as my brother Mark would say. I want to read a couple of uh, texts that are coming in in the chat room. Brian and Kathy Gray are saying, I think the problem with modern prophets is that they lead people to themselves. The result is often a cult-like following. Biblical prophets spoke God's word and were rejected, persecuted, and killed. You know, that's what I love about Brian and Kathy. How, how sharp is that sword? That's direct. It's wet. It's anointed. That's the truth. That's an excellent understanding. Uh, Cindy and Laquita are saying good morning. I got good morning to both of you. Uh, Brett Weiner, the beginning of birth pains as Yeshua, Jesus, Yeshua, the joy that was set before him. Amen. Brett, you're right on. You're right on. Uh, Mia Yabinas, uh, God bless you, Mia, wherever you're from. God bless your heart. Welcome to the broadcast. So that's kind of my opening today on this Friday, on this in our society, in uh, the world in which we live. You know, I, I just refuse to be a legalist in these things. It's Christmas Day. People are celebrating. Families are coming together. Uh, the left is telling you if you're not vaccinated, they're telling the vaccinated people if your family's not vaccinated, have nothing to do with them. Hmm. What a strange Christmas. Nonetheless, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, tabernacled among men. He was born. Nobody knows the exact date, but I think we're closing in on the time. Uh, Tomorrow will be the day that people celebrate his birthday. Right or wrong, uh, that's what they do. And it is a time where people share the meaning of Christmas, because most people in the world don't understand what we're talking about, you know, Hanukkah and the Feast of Lights and Tabernacles. They need to grow in that understanding, which is happening. But for most people in the general society of the world, Christmas is a day where some people think it's a holiday. And, but other people in the church particularly really does know that It was referencing the birth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, and all the stories and all the songs that represent that. Um, So what does that all mean? Where does that all go? Um, Shirley Wolseley is with us today, and Chuck Eastridge, God bless both of you. Uh, Shirley and Mike, thank you for your donation to the ministry. Received it yesterday. Very helpful. Thank you. God bless your hearts for giving. Melissa Fletcher is with us. Hello, church. Praise the Lord. Uh, God bless you, Pastor Melissa. Um, I thought Pastor Jeff was going to be with me today. I probably talked too much. Uh, But Pastor Jeff, if you're there, if you're ready to go and you want to share some good stuff with us, uh, make sure you do. If not, uh, I will open up the telephone lines because Pastor Jeff uh, just went through a very incredible experience, and I I don't want to share it without his experience. authorization. Uh, So I'll I'll leave it to him. But he did go through something pretty tough. And um, he can share that with you if he comes on the line. Uh, And I'm just trusting and hoping he's doing okay today. Uh, God bless Pastor Jeff Bass, wherever he is. 
Um, if you have a question or a comment, you want to talk about what we just talked about, how, how important is it to you to hear from the Lord right now? How desirous are you to hear him? I just want to hear you. I want, I want the, my, my hearing gate to be open. I want to hear a sound. I want to hear the sound. I want to hear the voice of many waters. I want to hear the voice of God. I want to hear his voice. Come on, that's throughout scripture. Sure, we want to see him. Moses, I want to see you. He says, I can't put you in the cleft of the mountain. You'll see my back. I want to see you face to face. I want to have an encounter with you. I want to see the Messiah. I want to see Yeshua. I want to see Jesus. I want to hear his voice. I want to hear the Holy Spirit. I want to be visited by angels. I want to hear a direct download of God's truth in my heart by the spirit of truth. I want to know the truth because the truth will set me free. I want my gates wide open to the king of glory. Open up ye heavenly gates and the king of glory will come in. This is the time, church, this is the time that we need to hear, we need to see. And whatever it's going to require to do that, we should be willing to pay the price. And if it's going on a 30-day challenge, a 21-day challenge, with that thought in mind, because we're afraid of a 21-day water fast, and we're not ready for that. Whatever. We've got to do something to separate ourselves unto God to hear his voice. We are very distracted in this world, as you know. I mean, we don't know how they've integrated the, the, the cell phone with our brain. We don't know all the messages going out. Chemtrails. I mean, my God, how can we hear the true voice of God through all the distractions of television, computer, TV, No, like a friend of mine said the other day, I just have to get away. I just want to get away and go to the mountains and pray. Man, do I know what he feels like about that. Wouldn't this be a great time, since they're not letting anybody do anything anyways, to depart to some mountain, get a cabin, and get locked in with God? Leave your cell phone behind, if that's even possible. Turn off the computer. Turn off the TV. Spend some time with God alone. Take your family, take your spouse, take whoever you want to, but go for walks in nature and just get away and hear the voice of God. It seems apparent to me that we're not going to hear much of his voice if all we're ever doing is listening to TV. And by the way, today is Friday. I want to just wish uh, Pastor David and Victoria Obenauer a very blessed day. Their son is getting married today, as I understand it. And I want to say a happy wedding day um, to the Obernauer family. God bless you. Pastor Dave is actually conducting that service. So that's wonderful. Um, see, life goes on. Weddings, building, growing. Life goes on, folks. And Jesus said life will be going on to the very day. But Noah entered into that ark. He'll be eating and drinking, buying and selling, marrying and giving in marriage, building, all kinds of labor. But if we're distracted and we're not hearing the voice of God, if we can't even hear the conviction of the Holy Spirit say, get out of here, go somewhere, we can't hear that. And then the responsibility of telling people, because the general information is flee, get to a good place, be in the right place, right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now. I mean, responsible for what we're hearing, responsible for what we're saying. 
Can you hear from God? Oh, how could I hear from God? I, I'm, a, I'm a housewife. I do dishes and cook dinners and wash clothes and dust the furniture and sweep the floors and make the beds. And, you know, how could I ever hear from God? You know, that could be one of the greatest places uh, at home doing the things that you need to do, but totally pressed into the Holy Spirit. Well, I have to get up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m., get ready, go to work. I spend my 30 minutes with God in the morning or an hour. You know, then I got to get into the mix of it and be out there. Listen, you could be tuned in all day long if you desire to go there. But like anything, the first time you start doing it, it's hard. Uh, You start lifting weights today and you haven't done it in a year, there's going to be some pain. It's not easy. But if you do it every single day, you break through. And all of a sudden you see development, growth, cultivation. You start, Lord, I'm, uh, today um, I'm just tuning in the best I can to hear your voice. Today I'm going to fast a meal to hear your voice. It's not just a religious idea. We need to hear. And I think the sovereign mercy of God is that in all of our clogness and inaccuracies and half-baked words that they start good, but they don't finish well, all of that, God still has been merciful to get truth to us. He's been merciful and sovereign. And anybody that reads their Bible has opportunity for the Holy Spirit to give them at least a little bit of understanding of what time it is. You can be very wise just for reading this book called the Bible, really reading it with understanding. The number to call, 818-369-0326. We have been booted off of YouTube. And I need to give you this information. I'm sorry, and we'll continue the conversation. For anybody desiring this information, I'm going to put up on the screen right now where you can find us when Facebook boots us, if they do. All right? If you ever want to watch our podcast or just listen to it, all you have to do is go to what's on the screen right now, Omega radio.org that's where it begins now I'm going to be in contact today with our other website NWM Global and talk to them about live streaming and find out how to do it all on that website but right now if you can't find us on Facebook or YouTube and you know you care about finding us just go here omegaradio.org If you're on OmegaRadio.org right now and you're driving in your car, you can hear us. If you're at home and you're on OmegaRadio.org and you hit the Watch Live tab, you're seeing us and hearing us. OmegaRadio.org. You'll always be able to find us there, even when we get booted. We certainly don't have the largest following in the world, but to the few that we do minister to that tune in every day to hear the word of the Lord to be fed, to get some, you know, revelation from the Holy Spirit, some understanding, a little nugget, hopefully every day something that helps you in your walk with God. This is where you'll find us. 
And then when we get more information, we will. I, I mean, I'm signed up on Rumble, Brighteon, but I don't know what to do with it, quite frankly. I, I, I just too much going on to know that part of it. So we always need some technical person to come and say, this is what you got to do. And then they, they take care of it and they do it. We haven't found that person yet um, that knows how to do all this. But by the way, that's art. That's my little announcement today. And it is Christmas day and it is 10 o'clock. And I think we've had our time and I'll be looking for pastor Jeff Bass on another call. Merry Christmas to you who are going to celebrate Christmas Day tomorrow. Merry Christmas Eve. And one of the great things about today is our sister Darlene. It's her birthday. Darlene is a member of New Wine Ministry for a long time now, coming up on, I think, 20 years. And today is her birthday. And Darlene, if you're tuned in, I just want to say happy birthday to you and from all of your family at the New Wine Ministry Ecclesia. Happy birthday. God bless you. And may God make your day super special. And what I'm going to do, and I hope you're going to do, is spend some time pressing in and just kind of getting rid of stuff and saying, you know, Lord, unless you speak and unless I can hear, it's just repeat information. I just don't want to do that. I hope that we hear from God. And if you hear from God, if you have a word from the Lord, if God has spoken to you and he, he releases you to speak it over the airwaves, you make sure you call in. You make sure you contact me. I'll bring you onto this broadcast. I will put you on video, audio, and, and let you just express whatever God has put in your heart. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Eve day. And may God bless you and your family. Shalom. We'll see you, Lord willing, next Tuesday. Have a great weekend. We're going to be gathering together on Saturday night at 530, tomorrow night, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. We'll be gathering at 530 at New Wine Ministries in Northwest Arkansas. We'll be gathering together Sunday, 2 p.m., New Wine Ministries, Ecclesia in Bella Vista, Arkansas. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you soon. Shalom, and God bless everybody. Merry Christmas from Brian and Kathy, by the way. As we say in our language, Arrivederci.